1: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the
2: Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord, good evening to you, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's good to be with you as we conclude this week's study on understanding And that's the understanding of God as opposed to our own understanding. And we've spoken about many facets of this. We even showed that the Word of God tells us how to live in a certain way to achieve such understanding. And we closed yesterday's program by speaking about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct our paths. And we spoke yesterday about why should we trust our own understanding, when we know a God? Where it says in Psalm eighteen verse thirty, as for God, his way is perfect. We close yesterday's program with a few verses. Proverbs two two says, "Incline your heart to understanding." Proverbs sixteen twenty two, a powerful verse. It says, "Understanding." is a fountain of life to him who has it. I want to repeat that. Understanding is a fountain of life to him who has it. And we spoke yesterday of Ephesians 1 8. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are <coughs> excuse me, what are the riches of his glory and of his inheritance with the saints. Blessed be the Lord. Today we'd like to start by reading from 1 Kings chapter 3, a great prayer by Solomon when he was made the king. All right, chapter 3 of 1 Kings, beginning at verse 6, verse 5 rather. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, ask what you wish me to give you. What would you say if God said, ask what you wish me to give you? Verse 6, Then Solomon said, Thou hast shown great loving kindness to thy servant David, my father, according as he walked before thee in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward thee. And thou hast reserved for him this great loving kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king in place of my father David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people who cannot be numbered or counted. And here's, listen to what he prayed. So give thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of thine? And it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. And God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, you have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words, Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you arise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will be not anyone among the kings like you all your days. Juni, what comes to my mind is is the verse that talks about God gives us abundantly more than that we we ask or imagine, and he certainly did with Solomon. But from a young boy, I don't know how old Solomon was, he asked for an understanding heart. What a prayer that was.
3: And the Lord realized that in Solomon's day, the king judged the matter of the Israelites and that was asking for God's wisdom and God's understanding that he might do what is right in God's sight.
2: Yes, Lord. And
3: it's very interesting to me that Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's well known for one word, vanity, that the king, the young boy, the grown man had more wisdom and understanding than any king before him mm. or after him, except, of course, for the Lord himself, Yeshua, King Jesus. And he wrote vanity, vanity, all things are vanity. And he brought to light the condition of man
2: Yes, and Lord. the
3: condition of of man who lives for this life only and not for the Lord and not for the kingdom to come and for God's will to be done in earth as it is in heaven. And what strikes me, Shelley, is the conclusion of Ecclesiastes when after talking of all the vanities concerning men, he says, and the end of the matter is to trust God and keep His commandments. Yes, Lord. And you know, when somebody has something that's very precious and they want it taken care of, they give it to a friend they can trust. And that friend keeps for the one who asks what it is that he asked him to keep. And I think that's the vein in which Solomon wrote, the end of the matter is to fear God and keep his commandments. So my question is, at towards the end of the conclusion of this week's teaching, are God's commandments burdensome to you? Do you think of them as legalism or do you cherish them?
2: Yes. Do you Lord.
3: keep them for the Lord? And are you asking the Lord to give you his understanding for your life and for the responsibilities that you have in your life?
2: Amen. It occurs to me while you were talking, Junie, that uh, Solomon asked for something that would bring glory to God rather than to himself. He was so concerned that God would give him an understanding heart. Wow. Well, we'd like to close with a number of verses uh, because Solomon was a servant. And we read in Psalm 119, verse 25, I am thy servant. Give me an understanding that I may know thy testimonies. We're all servants and have that right to ask God for things just like uh, David, uh, that Solomon asked. Again, we see in Psalm 119, verse 169, let my, cry, let my cry come before you, O Lord, give me according to thy word. Psalm 119, again, verse 144, The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding. That I might live. So, when when you hear these prayers, you know that the one praying it is really concerned for eternity and has eternity in his heart and asking for something that would please God and bring glory to His name.
3: You know, uh, Shelley. There was a morning, August eighteenth, when only the Lord knew what was coming. That you came to me and had your Bible in hand saying June I need a word from the Lord and you opened up the Bible and put your finger down on Amos 5 6 seek the Lord that you may live and we both took that word very seriously and what followed God did miracles because you're healed today. And you had a stroke on the floor, called me in. And I won't go into the whole testimony, but I will say that the Lord warned us, seek his face that we might live. Yes. And I believe this teaching on understanding is a warning for you, for me, and for every listener to really seek the Lord, his understanding, and his ways, which is a treasure of life for us.
2: Hallelujah.
3: Eternal, and for the mission that he'll send us on that we can accomplish, not because we have something that no one else has in ourselves, except the Lord Himself.
2: Amen. It's good, Junie. Proverbs fifteen twenty one. Folly, f o l l y. Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Proverbs seventeen twenty seven. A man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Proverbs nineteen eight. He that gets wisdom loves his own soul. He that keeps understanding shall find good. You know, Junie, I just want to encourage our listeners to read Proverbs over and over. It's so practical, and it gives us wisdom that we need, especially in this day and age when there's so much confusion.
3: Read the last verse that you just read, Shelley. Uh,
2: He that gets wisdom loves his own soul. He that keeps understanding shall find good.
3: And that's encouraging because... Naturally, a man wants things for himself, but to love one's soul is a godly thing. Really, really. To want our mind, will, and emotion to be in, by, and through him, that we might walk in him, by him, and through him. And that's what Paul wrote in all of his epistles. Let it
2: be, let it be. Well, this being Friday, we want to identify with our people by saying the Shema, and if you know it, please recite it with us.
3: Shema Yisrael,
2: Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad,
3: Hear, O Israel,
2: the Lord thy God,
3: the Lord Lord is one. one.
2: Father, we thank you for being such a mighty, wonderful God. I pray that people would be encouraged listening to these programs and would read Proverbs and seek out your wisdom. All we have to do for you, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, is ask you, and you'll give it abundantly. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box...